Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Are you ready to ride the crazy train? Call us at 433-1037 or send us a message on our Keithley Service Live fan feedback. Welcome back to the show with no name. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas' favorite place to play and win. Now, let's get back to the show with no name with Tommy Smith, David Basil, and Roger Scott. All aboard, and here we go. It is 7.05, the sun will shine today. And a man who is very, very busy right now has uh, come on the show with us today, and we thank you, Senator Tom Cotton. Good morning. Hey, Tony. Good, good to be on with you guys. Good to be on with you. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, you know, we've uh, been here in uh, Washington for a couple, couple straight weeks now trying to work out this rescue package that we just agreed to early this morning Yay. and be voting on later this afternoon. Yeah. Were, you, were you there last night till one, was it 1.30 when the agreement was finally made? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why they pay Mitch McConnell the big bucks. <laughs> uh, you know, to, 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 to be totally uh, transparent with everyone, the Senate floor has not been the scene of a lot of activity, uh, not even smoke-filled rooms, um, but a lot of phone calls. So sure. whether I was working out of my office in the Senate office buildings or working out of my apartment, um, I've been working the phones over these last, you know, seven, ten days, probably more than at any other time, for the simple reason that senators, like everyone, have tried to take precautions to avoid the spread of the coronavirus. Um, you know, you've seen the news that Rand Paul came down with it a few days ago. Um, I had not been in close proximity to him, and since I'd been alive to the threat of this virus all the way back to January, I'd been exercising extreme right. caution in recent weeks sending my, my own workforce home to telecommute as well. Um, so right now I, I feel fine, but more importantly, hopefully our candidates are going to be doing a little bit better once we get this bill passed. Well, I know a lot of people are asking, when will the checks come out? So that's a good question, Tommy. It's not an easy endeavor for our government to send down all those checks in such short order. But the Secretary of the Treasury, when he briefed us late last week, said he believes the IRS can get those tax rebate checks out in the first week of April. So that would be uh, during Holy Week. Um, And those checks, Tommy, to be clear to everyone, will be to anyone who filed a 2018 tax return and had income between $2,500 up to about $75,000. So almost almost twice the average income in Arkansas. And uh, those checks will be in the amount of $1,200 per person and $500 for every child in a family. So a typical family of four in the working class in Arkansas will be getting a check for a little over $3,000. Well, um, uh, that's just – go ahead. But, but to be clear, that, that's just money to help people that we know are going to be struggling, people who have lost hours, um, people who are trying to prudently, prudently stockpile a little bit of extra food or paper products in their family and maybe having trouble making ends meet. We also, as part of this bill, something I proposed last week, have a significant increase in unemployment insurance, both the time period for unemployment and a significant increase in the amount of unemployment insurance. Because I recognize that there are people who, for instance, didn't have tax returns in 2018. Maybe they were a full-time parent who went back from the workforce last year. Maybe they were a student who graduated in 2019, and they have since lost their job. So in addition to those tax rebate checks, anyone who has lost their job uh, because of this virus. And, and sadly, I'm afraid in Arkansas we're going to have tens of thousands of people in that situation. We'll see a significantly larger weekly unemployment check starting soon as well to get us through this temporary crisis. Uh, 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 Senator, I saw you on uh, uh, on the floor the other day, and you were uh, uh, breaking apart some of the four. You didn't have all fourteen hundred pages of the uh, the other bill, uh, and you were uh, dissecting some of that. Based on what what was voted on last night, and what you guys have on a scale of one to ten, how pleased are you with what you signed? I'd say it's pretty high up on that scale, guys. Um, the legislation about which I spoke on the floor was Nancy Pelosi's right. ideological wish list with all kinds of extraneous, unrelated matters, you know, say money for an opera house in Washington, D.C., or forcing airlines to go carbon neutral, although I'm sure not her private airplane. Um, that legislation played no role in what, we pa- what we're going to pass later today. What we're going to pass later today, what we agreed upon last, late last night, 
was legislation that's very similar to what I proposed last week to what Senator McConnell rolled out last week, and that it gives money directly to working families, to those who are unemployed. It extends loans to small businesses so they can keep their workforce attached to their business during this crisis, and it helps businesses and industries of all kinds who have been particularly hurt by this crisis, like airlines or hotels or so on and so forth. So all the wish list items that Nancy Pelosi wanted have nothing to do with the legislation we're passing. Well, New York is a hotbed right now. Governor's come out and he says six to eight weeks, we will see the the brunt of it here in Arkansas. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm afraid that's true. Um, Just because we're only at a couple hundred cases in Arkansas now doesn't mean there aren't more cases out there that we haven't tested or people are asymptomatic and don't realize that they may have it. That's why it's so important to follow the guidance from our governor or follow the guidance from your local county judge and mayors as well. Uh, New York obviously is, has some unique challenges given its population density in New York City, given the fact that it's such an international city. I mean, New York had a direct flight from Wuhan almost every day uh, wow. in December and wow. January Holy with Lord. cases being seated on a daily basis. So they're facing a particular challenge. What's, what's so important, whether you're in New York, whether you're in Little Rock, whether you're in Yale County, is that we all work together. We all do our best as a people to arrest the spread of this virus. Because right now, we are blade running, guys, on the ability of our hospitals to handle the surge in these cases. The need for not just ventilators, but basic intensive care. And, and if our hospital systems collapse the way you've seen in Italy, the way you're starting to see in Spain, it means not just increased deaths from the coronavirus, but from any other person who needs intensive care, from someone who has a heart attack, someone who has a stroke, someone who is in a car accident. That's why it's so important that over these next few weeks, until we can can scale up and surge our great American companies to produce more ventilators, more masks, more protective equipment for our hospitals, that we all do everything we can to keep the hospitals up and functioning until we have more capacity to address this crisis. Well, China came out with, uh, initially with a number around 3,000, 4,000, and they stuck at that number. They never gave it. How much can we trust them? Uh, you can't trust China at all. I mean, one reason why China says they have no cases in Wuhan today is that they're not testing anymore and that Xi Jinping ordered his people to go back to work irrespective of the risk. Um, look, you know, Donald Trump, Asa Hutchinson, don't want anyone to lose their job. They don't want any business to be shut down. But we all recognize the risk. And in some cases, we probably wouldn't go out anyway. I mean, not many people would go to restaurants if they were open for dine-in service today. Not many people would go to bars. But they're, we're doing that because we care about our people. And we want to keep the number of cases, especially the number of severe cases and deaths, as low as possible. Chinese Communist Party doesn't care about its people. If they have to order their people back to work and it means three or four or five million Chinese die out of 1.3 billion, they view that as just the eggs you have to crack to scramble an omelet. Do you think they kept a lid on this too long? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Um, The public health authorities in Wuhan, which is a major city, it's not like some backwater outpost. I mean, more than 11 million people live in Wuhan, were aware in early December of a viral pneumonia of unknown origin. Um, The Chinese Communist Party didn't disclose it publicly, didn't report it to the World Health Organization until late December, and they were still denying that there was human-to-human transmission by mid-January. If they had asked for the help they needed up front from their own very capable doctors and scientists in early December, they'd ask for help from the World Health Organization or from countries like the United States, Japan and Korea and European nations, then we could have perhaps kept this a local health problem inside Wuhan or at least inside Hubei province. That's exactly what would happen in the United States. You know, if you had an outbreak in, in Little Rock, our mayor, our governor, they would ask for help. They would do everything they could to try to contain it so it didn't get out to the other four corners of our state and get around to other 49 states. But China let what could have been a local health problem turn into a global pandemic that is destroying the lives of so many Americans. Well, let me ask you this, and I'll let the others take over. Why, why would they sit on that? Um, they view it as embarrassing, uh, as a blow to their prestige, um, and a risk to their plans to continue to try to challenge the United States as the dominant superpower in the world. Um, you know, the, they were humiliated by the SARS outbreak in 2002 and 2003, and they had the same pattern there. They moved a little bit faster now, but that's grading on a very steep curve. Um, and it, it 
China that is responsible for everything that is happening to us right now and everything that's happening all around the world. The Chinese Communist Party helped unleash this plague on the world when they could have contained it, not just inside their own borders, but inside a small part of their own borders. That's why there has to be a reckoning with China on the back end of this. We're visiting with U.S. Senator Tom Cotton. Uh, Senator, so obviously this stimulus package was needed. We've never seen anything like it in the history of our country, $2 trillion. You know, everybody's trying to be optimistic. I know the president was hoping, you know, mentioned maybe Easter and hoping to get Americans back to work. Hearing what you're saying and what Governor Hutchison said yesterday, if this thing does creep into four to eight weeks, you know, will the one check be enough? Is it something that, that Congress has got to go back and go, maybe we need to revisit this again? Or do you think this package will be enough to get us through this, you know, uh, month to two months period? David, the short answer is I don't know. Um, and we'll have to assess circumstances as they develop in the weeks ahead. Now, remember, the unemployment insurance is not just one check. That's a, Correct. A That's right. Check, That's right. Just like unemployment is. And it's enhanced. I mean, the unemployment insurance in Arkansas should essentially be replacement for wages up to about a $50,000 a year income. So people who have lost their job through no fault of their own, through no fault of their businesses, are going to have the money they need. Um, but it's to be determined yet whether this is going to be enough money for our families and for our small businesses, for critical industries like our airline industry, um, and for our hospitals as well. Ultimately, what we're going to have to see once we get through this critical two- or three-week period where we're trying to preserve hospital and especially intensive care capacity is a multifaceted and layered response to getting people out of their homes and back in their workplace. It's going to require more widespread and more rapid testing, more personal protective equipment, probably not just at hospitals, but in our workplaces as we get back to work. It's going to be a regional, even a even a local assessment as well. I mean, a lot of people are saying to Donald Trump, when are you going to open the country back up? Let's remember, Donald Trump didn't close anything down. You know, in Arkansas, for instance, it was Asa Hutchinson who made these decisions. It was Frank Scott and Little Rock, and they made prudent, smart decisions. Right. But it's going to be a decision that our governors and ultimately our county judges and our mayors have to make as well. And if, in fact, there are parts of our state in which the virus is more under control and we have widespread testing in three or four weeks, they might go to a gradual rolling reopening of public establishments. You might even see a kind of zoned or graded system where counties and states are evaluated on where they have things standing. So you can tell the people, like, this is a green zone, this is a yellow zone, this is still a red zone. And that will shift in a dynamic fashion over time. But it's not as it's not as simple as just saying, sure. well, we can open it. We can open it all back up. Right. And remember, too, there's feedback between the economic considerations and the health considerations. Right. We can't just say like the elderly and the ill can stay inside. I mean, right. there are over 70 million people in this country who are 60 years and older. There are probably somewhere between 50 and 150 million who have some kind of pre-existing medical condition. Those are a lot of workers as well. Or look at our health care system. Our health care system is one-sixth of our economy as well. So it's careful considerations of all these factors that we're going to have to make, again, not just out of the White House, but, you know, in our state capitals and in our cities, too. Well, we had a, a lot of people out of work, panic, disease, disorder, social distancing. Uh, what do you fear the most and what are you optimistic about? So, Tommy, I think the biggest fear we face right now is what you see in Italy and what you see in Spain as well. Uh, the um, complete overwhelming of a hospital system somewhere that leads to the decisions that are so terrible to even imagine a doctor or a nurse having to decide who gets a ventilator, uh, which patient survives. Uh, that's the biggest short-term fear that I have. Um, that's one reason why it is so important that all of us do our part in following the guidance Um, of the authorities on how to interact and um, where to go and what to do. Um, What makes me most optimistic, though, Tommy, are the stories I hear from across Arkansas that I hear from all across the country of landlords telling tenants, just blanket tenants, no matter what their condition, don't bother paying the rent this month. I know everybody's tight. Yeah. We'll pitch it off to the end. end. Or uh, owners telling, uh, being told by their um, lenders, you know, don't worry about the mortgage. We can tack it on at the end of the mortgage. Um, business owners telling their workers to go home, but continuing to pay them their salary, or at least half their salary, so they can make 
ends meet, you know, young people shopping for groceries for their elderly neighbors. That's really the spirit of Arkansas, uh, and that's what's gotten us through so many challenges in the past, and I, and I know it will get us through this challenge uh, now and in the future. Well, what's, what's, what's going on? Are we kind of lucky to be in Arkansas? Um, so at, at the outset, lower population density, and, for instance, no direct flights to Wuhan, um, gives us a bit of a head start. And we're not seeing the kind of surge in our hospitals that they're already seeing in New York. But I want to be clear, we can anticipate that that may happen. Um, in the end, I'm very doubtful that any of our 75 counties will be spared from this virus. Um, and I think some of our hospitals will face uh. some tough circumstances in the weeks ahead. But uh. we do because, again, we're a little bit more removed from the international travel circuit and we have much lower population density than does a place like New York City or San Francisco um, have some more immediate natural defenses. But those are only in the short term, guys. I do think you're going to see this virus go everywhere. And I want to be clear, too, is that it's not anyone's fault in the United States. There's literally no one in the United States who's at fault at this. Um, and whether you're the smallest business operating a restaurant down on the corner or whether you're you know, a big Las Vegas casino or an airline. No one here engaged in bad acts. No one here was greedy and was um, coming to the federal government for a no-strings-attached bailout, as you've seen in the past. Everyone here is afflicted with the same challenge, and that's the China virus. Now, Tom, uh, uh, people are still texting. If you could go over one more time uh, the 25K to 75K payout, who receives that and why? Yeah. So sure. So it's not 25K. It's 2500 oh, Excuse me. Excuse so, me. 2500 so, so really, any anyone who filed an income tax return in 2018, remember it's 2018 because mm-hmm. we haven't filed our income taxes for 2019 yet. So for 2018, if you filed a return and you had between $2,500 and $75,000 of income, you will receive a $1,200 check per person and a $500 check for each child. And that's combo. So it, in a in a family of four in that income range, which again is the vast majority of our Kansans, you could, you would expect to get a check of $3,200. Okay. Visiting with uh, uh, Senator Tom Cotton. Uh, Senator, you know, we're the greatest country on the planet, and, uh, you know, we learned a lot after 9-11 and things we changed. You know, obviously we're not through this yet, but looking at what are things that maybe that we're going to learn out of this that that will come out of this prepared next time, you know, in a a better way? Is it too early to see that or the things you see right off the bat, man, we need to, once we're done, these are the things we need to work on? China is our enemy, and we need to treat them as our enemy. The simplest lesson. Okay. Um, for instance, most Arkansans until the last month did not realize that we are entirely dependent on China for basic medical supplies. Why? Like, why is that? Things like ibuprofen and Advil and antibiotics and penicillin, to say nothing of dozens of pharmaceutical agreements that go into finished drugs. Um, it's the same reason why we're dependent on China for so much of our consumer products or so much of our manufacturing base. We outsourced all of these jobs and all of that industrial capacity to China over the last 30 years. That has to change, and it especially has to change and change quickly when it comes to vital products like basic medical supplies or masks and other medical personal protective equipment. And it should change in the long run for pretty much everything. Um, We can no longer allow ourselves to be vulnerable and dependent on an adversarial communist government. Because remember, over the last two or three weeks, Chinese Communist Party officials have been threatening to withhold those supplies from the United yeah. States yeah. if we hurt yeah. their feelings. Yeah. They yeah. are threatening to kill Americans at a time of dire crisis for us that they created. Yeah, because that's what well, they do. It's, it's yeah. a bottom of, you know, and, and Tom, the, the, yeah. one of the things is because we, we get it cheaper. So yeah. Americans so may have to have pay more, and that's what we have to so, do if that's yeah, what we but, have to do. Yeah. But, but guys, look at the legislation I just introduced uh, last week. It would have both a stick and a carrot to bring pharmaceutical manufacturing back to the United States. So the carrot is we will let you immediately write off all of your expenses. So you want to you go build a generic drug uh, manufacturing facility in Baxter County? You can immediately write off the expenses for everything, for building it, for bringing in the equipment, for everything. All right. So that will be a huge 
huge financial incentive to start building pharmaceutical manufacturing factories in this country once again. And the stick is going to be you can't import from China in the very near future. And in the meantime, every federal program that buys drugs, Medicare, Medicaid, the military, the VA, can no longer buy drugs that are sourced in China. So there's going to be a huge domestic demand, and there's going to be very generous incentives. And you can't tell me that once you get past those startup costs for building a generic drug plant in Baxter County or in Clark County, that it's that much more expensive for Arkansas workers to make those drugs than it is for Chinese workers. And make them right here at home so you don't have to pay the transportation costs. I just don't buy it, and I'm not going to accept it from any of these multinational corporations. Well, Senator, uh, we appreciate you joining us. One thing I've noticed, even after 9-11, and I go back a long way, in times like this, people in Arkansas seem to come together. They're more friendly. They're nicer. They're kinder to each other. But there's also a, 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 a great deal of panic right now. Is there anything you can say to alleviate that panic? Um, I would just urge everyone to be prudent and cautious, but not panic. There's a difference between being prudent and cautious, but not panic. For instance, I've spoken with the CEOs of some of our great food processing companies, of Walmart, of grocery stores. There's enough food in this country. We're not going to run out of food. Um, There's even enough toilet paper, trust me. (laughs) Even though you don't see it on the shelves of Walmart or of Kroger. but it's getting there. And yep. as the demand is, as, as it's clear that there is demand, these companies are rushing products to the shelves and truck drivers are pitching in and driving long hours under tough circumstances. It is, again, prudent to store for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But sooner or later, people are going to realize it's a closet full of canned goods, <laughs> a closet full of yeah. toilet paper. Yeah. But they, yeah. They've got enough. Be a lot of stocking <laughs> stuffers this holiday season. And then, oh, look, I got an apple and a, and a uh, roll of toilet paper in my stocking. That's great. So, oh. the, so, there's, so, so you shouldn't worry about that. What you shouldn't worry about is making sure that those truck drivers are getting paid. Yeah. Or that they have a place to stop and get gas. They have a place to stop and go to the bathroom yeah. and get yeah. lunch. Yeah. That they're not that they're that they're safe and they have the personal protective equipment they need, like our grocers have, to actually keep themselves healthy so they can keep delivering that those food and those products to us Agreed. in a timely fashion. When this Li- is done, likewise, when, it, right. comes, when well, it comes to the virus, I mean yeah. you should be prudent about the virus. You should maintain distance. You should not go out to public places that are going to be congested. But at the same time, you should know that we can go about our lives to a degree that's possible. You can telecommute. You can FaceTime with your family and so forth. And we are going to get through this. And one of the reasons we're going to get through it is we're going to get, going to get through it together. Because yeah. you've got people at Walmart who are working extra hours, who are opening yeah. early for senior citizens to come in, who are buying groceries for their neighbors. It's like you said, Tommy, that there may be a sense of fear out there, but it's a time when you see the very best of our fellow citizens. Senator, thank you very much. Thanks so much, Senator. We appreciate the Thanks, time. Thanks, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Tom. Senator. Very, very good. Very, Senator very Tom, good. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Keith Stokes. Uh, yeah, for setting that up. Appreciate Sorry, that. RJ. And then uh, French Hill is uh, will be up next. And uh, I know... Uh, uh, you know, one thing a lot of people are calling in about that they want you to ask is about uh, what small business owners in Arkansas, is there, what stimulus can they go after? Well, that's French. He might oh, that's know that. That's what I'm saying. When French up. comes on, um, yeah. we, we took three or four calls of people who right. about that. Uh, I went back and found this song, and I think it is very, very appropriate. Hadn't heard it in a long time, but uh, the words say a lot. There's no way in the world that I would rather be than with you, my love. And there's nothing in the world that I would rather see than your smile. I'll play the whole song for you later, but we got to be flexible and we got a guest on the way.
auto, home, life, and everything in between with Shelter Insurance. Find a local agent by calling 1-800-SHELTER or at shelterinsurance.com. This is SportsCenter. Razorback basketball player Jalen Harris has played his final season in a Razorback uniform. Yesterday, Harris announced on Twitter that he was entering the transfer portal as a grad transfer. During his sophomore season, he had 189 assists, which ranked seventh on the Razorback single season list. On the football front, offensive lineman Kirby Adcock has taken a medical hardship. In 2019, he missed all of spring practice while dealing with a hip injury. The hardship will allow for him to remain on scholarship, but it will free up an extra scholarship for the team. Major League Baseball executives are looking to start the 2020 season in early June and have a shortened season. The shortened season would guarantee players a prorated salary based on the number of games played. Multiple players told ESPN they'd be willing to play double headers in order to get the full 162 games in. I'm RJ Hawk for the Buzz Radio Network. Weather with Channel 7's Melinda Mayo. Well, starting a few days that are going to bring us some nice spring weather. Today, we will start off with a little bit of cloudiness. Clearing skies, though, in the afternoon and a high around 70 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight, down to the lower 50s. Mostly sunny on Thursday, mid-80s for highs. Our warmest day so far of this season. Mostly sunny again on Friday with lower 80s. A few rain chances coming into the forecast by Saturday. I'm Mike Rainwater with Rainwater Holton Sexton. We are honored the injured people of Arkansas have put their faith in us for many years. Now, it's easier than ever to get in touch with us. Anywhere in the state, just dial 8. That's 888-8888 for Rainwater Holton Sexton. A local number because we're your local lawyers. If you've been injured in Arkansas, let us help you weather the storm. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones from Jones & Son. This March, shop at Jones & Son for the largest loose diamond and engage ring selection during our March five-year financing event. That's right, all purchases during the month of March are eligible for five-year financing. Get the best prices every day on all diamonds, engagement rings, and wedding bands during this month-long event. It's a slam dunk of a deal at Jones & Son during the March five-year financing event going on right now, only at Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry in West Little Rock. Roger Scott here with Mr. Gravely Moores himself, Brian Moores. Brian, you got some great news for us. Why? That's all right, Brian. I'll take it from here. Gravely Moore is once again having the Mow the Distance Sales event at all the Gravely Moore dealers. The huge sale event starts Friday, March 20th through Saturday the 28th. And get this, all Gravely commercial mowers are 20% off list price. I said it's 20% off. Along, of course, with 0% interest over 48 months. Now, Brian, tell them where they can go to take advantage of this special sale. Why? That's right, Brian. At MPE in Sheridan or Gravel Ridge Small Engine in Jacksonville. Buzz traffic from the Fletcher Traffic Center. No issues on area roads. If you see something causing a problem, give us a call on the traffic line, 433-1000. This is Stephanie from the Signal Traffic Center. Benihana has takeout available for lunch and dinner. That's right. You can order for lunch or dinner, 374-8081. 374-8081. Call Benihana. Welcome back to the show with no name, live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Well, I played a little bit of United We Stand. I'm going to play the whole thing later. I listened great to it song. yesterday when I was taking my drive. Have you ever heard oh, of Oh, great song, man. United We Stand, yeah. Divided With Paul? Yeah. A little Pikmin, though, right now. What? And I think tomorrow, David, we're going to do Fun Song Day. Great. Now, you never go wrong with that. No. And speaking of songs, what a monster birthday between Elton John and Aretha Franklin. Birthday day today, too. Howard Cosell's birthday today as well. Speaking of uh, Aretha, uh, she's in the finals against Whitney. I know. How about that? All right, I think we have him now. Let's go to the uh, Hodges Glass, Little Rock Glass hotline and talk to uh, French Hill. French, good morning. Tommy, how are you, my man? Well, uh, I would like to have you on to do impressions, but we got other things to do. <laughs> I know. We're going to do that another time. You're not going to believe this. Last night, I actually had a dream. We were talking to him, and he was doing impressions. I was dreaming about that. <laughs> How about that? Oh, well, uh, there you go again. <laughs> Atta boy. There he is. There he is. Uh, well, Basil, I hope Basil's doing well, and Roger. Yes, sir. Uh, appreciate you guys. Thanks we're, for brightening our morning every day. Well, thank you, sir, for being out well, there doing what you're doing. Yeah, we got good news last night, late last night, about one thirty. correct? Yeah, we did. Yeah, this is good. This has been uh, four days in the making. Uh, I thought we could get there on Saturday, and so every day that it delayed uh, due to some of the shenanigans and uh, manipulation of 
Speaker Pelosi delays money coming to our hospitals, coming to our workers, getting our payments made, helping these small businesses stay in business, pay their advertising on the buzz. And uh, so, thank goodness, it got done before midnight. So the Senate will vote today. I know you had my friend Tom Cotton on. Yep. And then the House will uh, respond expeditiously. <laughs> uh, we're going to get this text and read it this morning and look for the changes. Uh, but we need to come together and get this done for the American people. Uh, so I have a question. This is from my boss, my wife. What if you move since her, your 2018 tax return and your address has changed? How do you get to check? Uh, it will follow your Social Security number and your bank account. If you've changed uh, uh, bank accounts, here's here's what I would say to folks. I think there's going to be a lot of what we call in the government work, casework in this. People yeah. can uh, over this. And so hill.house.gov is my website. We'll help people track down that payment to make sure it's married up with your family and your Social Security number if you've moved, if you've changed banks. Uh, and we'll help businesses work with their banks to navigate uh, this small business business interruption plan, which is a good plan. But I can tell we're going to have to do a lot of hand-holding in order to get that money to where it belongs fast. Yeah. Uh, from uh, uh, French, from one of the local business owners here uh, in Little Rock, says, uh, will laid off employees who have already started receiving benefits see their weekly benefits automatically go up, or will they have to file again? I don't think they'll have to file again. I think once they file that claim, this uh, extended week, weeks and the increased amount per week will just flow to them. It's a good question. Uh, I'm going to track it down. I'll report back to you by text or email. But I think it'll it'll just flow to them once uh, President Trump signs that into law. Uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, French, uh, the governor said uh, anywhere from six to ten weeks before it even really hits here. What do you foresee? Yeah, I just was thinking about this. I think that's the big thing for listeners is this reopening and trying to get back to normal is going to vary from place to place in the country. I think we have to recognize that. I think Governor Hutchison used good judgment in trying to balance this. Uh, but let's say we uh, peak in, uh, I think the, the governor said, four to six weeks or six to eight weeks. Some right. of it, I'm sure he's yeah. being as conservative as he can. Yeah. Uh, someplace out in on the West Coast may be peaking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so uh, because we're a rural state and a less dense state, Frankly, it gives us an advantage at flattening the curve uh, than if you live in a big urban area. So I think we all want to get back to normal. And this bill that the Senate passed uh, last or not passed, but got approved uh, last night to vote on today is going to be a big part in what I call economic preservation over the next six or eight weeks to help people have the financial resources to stay uh, in business during this terrible liquidity. But I'm hoping uh, that the governor's right and that we can, by summertime, uh, be moving back to a sense of normalcy with the fact that we understand uh, until there's a vaccine, uh, we need to be vigilant. Yes. So we're visiting with uh, Congressman French Hill. If, uh, French, I asked uh, Tom Cotton, you know, if, if, if get, after we get through this and, and if you had to plan, you know, for future incidents like this, is there anything you would do differently? Obviously, we'd learned a lot after 9-11. What are some things, you know, you, you're saying that maybe we as a country maybe can do to help us, you know, God forbid, deal with this kind of situation again? Well, our world is so interconnected by air travel uh, that this risk of pandemic, this is the first pandemic we've had since 1918, 100 years ago. And it's the first public health crisis where modern people living today are really connected. I mean, if you're old enough, you remember the scourge of polio. Yep. And you remember measles, but most people living in America today don't. I mean, that's the bottom line. We've cured broad communicable disease here. Of course, we all live through the AIDS infection and the AIDS epidemic, and that's the closest thing we've had in the modern era. So I think preparation and planning that you can spread a communicable disease even in wealthy, developed United States of America. So that's number one. But it talks about the risk we have interconnected with cyber uh, and other things that are also equally able to spread infection. So, 
the United States uh, has to be protected now, not only from a public health crisis, but also the same kind of crisis that could take place on the Internet gotcha. and through our computer networks. Well, the governor said that we were just beginning to see what is to come. And he, along with the uh, Surgeon General and uh, Governor uh, Cuomo, have come out and talked about if you're not affected that bad by this yet, social distancing is so important. Can you expand on that? I agree completely. And I think America, of course, will have the antibodies uh, because we have an infected population now to develop uh, vaccines uh, rapidly. But I still don't expect a vaccine until next year. And then you've read a lot about these therapeutic things. You've got Regeneron that has a anti uh, H1N1 anti-Ebola drug that they're testing in patients with COVID, and that's a uh, antiviral drug they developed, and Gilead the same way. Both these drugs may be uh, found to be therapeutics, like we take Tamiflu for the flu. We may well have one of these antiviral, anti-malarial type drugs that can work successfully to tamp down the the, uh, uh, impact of this if you have severe cases, and that would reduce the pressure on our hospitals, that would reduce the pressure on ICU, it would give Americans confidence. Gosh, okay, this sounds horrible. It's got it's much worse than the flu. It's uh, three times more uh, communicative than the flu, meaning it, it spreads three times worse, and it has a ten time higher fatality rate than the flu. Uh, so, if we get therapeutics out there, that'll really help our public health system. So I think between now and June, we'll see a lot of advance on therapeutics. We're visiting with French Hill. Uh, French, I know a lot of people are itching to get back to work and, and, and get things going again. And I think all of us are, you know, hesitant to say it's, it's too early. I saw where Liberty University has invited students back to their campus. What do you say uh, when a college does that at this point when everybody in, in the country is saying that's exactly what they don't need to do? You know, I wouldn't recommend that right now uh, at this stage of the growth curve in the United States. I think if you run a warehouse business, you have customers, you need to ship product, and you've got 20 people in a, uh, you know, 50,000-square-foot warehouse, and you can practice safe hygiene, CDC guidelines on distancing, washing your hands. You don't have the break room where people are sharing the, the coffee machine or coffee cups, that kind of thing, and you can keep your product moving. Uh, like we have to for critical infrastructure across this country, that's what you ought to do. But if you don't need to be together, if you don't need to be assembling like you do in an education component, I don't think you should. I think you should maintain distance learning right now until we get through this major wave uh, across the country. And the House bill will pass if the Senate passes their bill, correct? There won't be any hesitation. I believe that it will. I think that if... uh, Our senators produce an overwhelming, favorable, bipartisan vote, which I suspect they will. I think that'll be a signal to the House. uh, Let's get together here, support our country, and move as quickly as possible the bill to President Trump's desk. Well, we uh, – I asked uh, Cotton, I'll ask you, biggest fear and your – what are you optimistic about? Well, I'm optimistic about the future of the United States. I'm optimistic about our economy and how it will bounce back from this. And I'm optimistic that we'll come out of the uh, crisis healthier and smarter about our health and better prepared for future interconnected global crises. And uh, what I'm upset about or worried about is can we, across 320 million people, get the resources that they need in every town and suburb of this country to help them survive the next uh, couple of months. So uh, that's a that's something that we can come together on and do, but it does concern me about how we do it and how fast we can do it. Well, I'll be glad when I can see you again and shake your hand. You bet. We'll shake hands, and we won't even have to wash them. After I, get, I appreciate you. I, I give you me take a, care. Give, give me a quick Reagan. Well, Tommy, I'm so pleased that you and and David spent the weekend at Camp David with Nancy and me. It was just fantastic. You're one of the fun. You can't ride a horse worth poop, but I tell you what, you're fun to be with. <laughs> Thank you Very a lot, nice, French. Thank you, French Hill. Thank All you. All right, a good guy. Yeah.
riding weather came early this year. And Richard's Yamaha has the bikes to get you out on the open road in style. Like the Yamaha MT-09, a super naked bike. Just the looks of this bike will make your heart beat faster. And it's excellent if you're looking for a one-for-all ride. It's flawless on the streets and great on the open road. Then there's the Yamaha Bolt with the classic bobber style. High tank and short wheelbase you expect in old school styling. The Yamaha Bolt from Richard's has plenty of tech on board. And it's a good in-between size. Not too small that you'll outgrow it soon and not too big that it's intimidating for new riders. If you're already on a bike of your dreams, remember to keep her in good shape. You're in good hands with the service team at Richard's Yamaha. Tires, batteries, oil change, whatever you need. So whether you're looking for a new bike or it's time to get your serviced, Richard's Yamaha and South University has what you need. Online at RideArkansas.com or Richard's Yamaha on Facebook. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. Due to the ongoing concerns surrounding the coronavirus outbreak, the 16th annual Double B's Buzzbecue has been rescheduled for Saturday, September 12th at the Downtown Riverside RV Park in North Little Rock. Teams who have already registered for this year's competition will be receiving a full refund on their entry fees. Registration for teams, judges, and volunteers will reopen in July. Visit buzzbecue.com for more details. Thank you for your continued support of Buzzbecue, and we hope to see you all on September 12th. Hi, I'm Steve Wildman Wilson. And I'm Bo Bradford, and this is Liberty. We'd like to invite you to the 26th Annual Open House. It's going to be this Friday through Monday. At all six Bradford Marine and ATV locations across the state. Open house deals on all tracker boats like the Classic XL starting at $10,995 with free two-year Mercury warning on Mercury outboards. As low as 3.99% on Nitro, Sun Tracker, and up to a $1,000 Bass Pro gift card with tracker purchase. It's the last of the boat show deals this weekend at Bradford Marine and ATV. Roger. Why are you always on your phone, man? Are you texting, tweeting, Facebooking? What are you doing? Oh, no, Bup. I'm on the new Big Red Stores mobile app, and you need to get this on your phone. It's easy to download. Just search for Big Red Mobile, and boom, there it is. And then start enjoying great savings on the go. Think of it as your Big Red Rewards card on your phone. And the benefits include tracking your transaction history, locating the nearest Big Red Stores, as well as details on all the specials inside the Big Red Stores. And then once you do that, take it outside and use it at the pump to get your discount. Big Red Stores, now more more convenient than ever. Each Thursday, tune in to Out of Bounds as Pat Bradley gives his insights on the current sports world presented by Wood Grill Buffet. Wood Grill Buffet is doing their part to help stop the spread of the COVID-19 virus. They are temporarily closing for a few weeks to keep customers and employees safe. Wood Grill Buffet will open again when the crisis is passed, but in the meantime, tune in each Thursday for Pat Bradley on Out of Bounds. For over 100 years, long before Facebook, Sutherland's has been meeting the needs of all their customers. And now, with spring just around the corner and stores in Stuttgart, Hot Springs, and Benton, now is the time to start getting your garden ready. Sutherland's has a full garden center carrying the most gorgeous plants and top-quality trees and shrubs. Don't forget to join the Sutherland's local garden club for special offers and great promotions. will be delivered by text right to you. Sutherland's also now has a special 60-month 0% financing on all their ZTR mowers. Just see your local store for all the details. Shop local. Shop family-owned shop Sutherland's. Listen up, boaters. Arkansas Marine is introducing a brand new boat to the market, the Montera Surf Boss. With the abundance of lakes and water sports, it only makes sense to bring you the first wake boat you can pull up on shore. You can enjoy the size of a luxury pontoon and still enjoy all the wake sports you desire. Available exclusively at Arkansas Marine. Call today to learn more about the Montera Surf Boss or come see one in person at Arkansas Marine and Bryant. Arkansas Marine. We sell fun on the water. Visit us online at ArkansasMarine.com Com. Catch the zone on location Thursday in North Woodrock at Bradford Marine and ATV for their open house sale. Bradford Marine has moved their product outdoors, giving you plenty of room and space to look around and browse, or you can shop online at BradfordMarine.com. It's the last of the boat show deals at the open house sale, Friday through Monday at all Bradford Marine statewide locations. Anywhere in the state, dial 8-888-8888 for Rainwater Holton Sexton. They'll help you weather the storm. Buzz traffic from the Fletcher Traffic Center. I drive Arkansas has an accident noted. Highway 165 eastbound. That's the old England highway, about two tenths of a mile west of Highway 391 in the Bauckham Willow Beach area. All lanes are impacted, and I'm seeing a little bit of backup in that area. If you see something that's causing a problem with traffic, give us a call on the traffic line 433 1000. This is Stephanie from the Signal Traffic Center. 
Fletcher Dodge has 0% financing for 84 months and no payments for 90 days. Come see us at Frank Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood or shop us online at FletcherDeals.com. Welcome back to the show with no name. Now, here's Tommy, Baz, and Roger, live from the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio. Boy, how appropriate is this, is this song? Great song. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. We go to the Hodges Glass, Little Rock Glass Hotline. Scott Davis, good morning, Scott. Arkansas Urology. Hey, guys. How are y'all this morning? I'm doing well. I got a appointment with Langford uh, about two weeks. Well, let's uh, make sure that you're uh, symptom-free before you come in. Yes, Tommy, maybe not. You know, I, 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 went, I went to a doctor's office the other day, and people weren't calling to cancel. They just weren't showing up. People, yeah, if, if, if you're not going to go, just call them. Say, I'm not going to make it. Uh, right, they, that's right. You yeah. got doctors that could do other things. Is that uh, true, uh, Scott? Yeah, we're 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 actually actually reaching out to a lot of our patients in advance of that. You know, we we developed some protocols several weeks ago. You know, <laughs> trying to avoid any of our high risk patients coming in to see us, uh, reaching out to them in advance and, and rescheduling. And the other thing that we're doing, and a, a lot of our colleagues, a lot of our uh, other practices around the area are practicing telemedicine or telehealth where we can actually call the patients and, and have a visit. Uh, <clears throat> that was one of the probably the major uh, impact issues within the, the legislation recently where they relaxed a lot of the regulations around uh, telehealth and how we could provide those services and still continue to uh, get paid for those services. So that's been a real help. Uh, we launched that last week. Our team pulled together really quickly to be able to offer that. Uh, and our patients can actually go online and schedule a telehealth appointment. But again, it, it is a it's a and it's an interesting time we're living in right now. Yeah, uh, dealing with with sick patients. A lot of the <clears throat> a lot of the urological issues aren't necessarily uh, critical, urgent issues. Uh, but there are some. I don't know if any of y'all have ever had a kidney stone. It's it's pretty emergent if you have one of those. Yeah. And that's, one of the areas that we're working with the local hospitals on is how to how to keep non-urgent patients out of the ERs in the event that you know this the virus really takes hold and and, and clogs up our healthcare system. So, well, is it business as usual, or are how's it impacting you? Say uh, some guy was going to come in next week for a prostate exam and uh, whatever. Would you suggest come on in, get it done? Or uh, maybe putting it off? No, we would probably put that off. I mean, that, that's not an urgent, okay. uh, emergent type of issue. So, you know, the things that the, the patients that are on continual therapy for prostate cancer, if they're getting injections, uh, if they have a chronic UTI or, or a painful UTI or urinary tract infection, uh, if they've got what is called retention, in other words, you can't urinate, those are all urgent issues that we have to address. We kind of uh, we kind of set some internal criteria where we say there's two things that are really important, or what we would call urgent or emergent issues. And one of those would be, you know, if, if it is a an issue that helps preserve life. So if you've got severe prostate cancer, if you're metastatic disease, those are things that we're going to continue to see patients on. Uh, or if it's an organ um, preserving, you know, a kidney stone, a bladder cancer, those kind of things where you could potentially cause long-term damage to an organ, then we definitely want to be able to see those patients. But we are taking precautions. You know, all patients that are coming into our doors, we, we screen them, we take yeah. their temperature, we've spread out our lobby. We've actually asked our patients to sit in the cars uh, once they check in, and we'll, we'll text them and bring them back in to create our own version of social, social distancing uh, within our clinic. I think. Listen, I think your your biggest challenge, Scott, is getting the the darn construction, the road construction yeah. finished over there on uh, what what is that? Uh, Canis. Canis? Good saying, lord! Gosh. Well, well, I've uh, I've actually had multiple conversations with the city about that. You know, I bet you have. On the center view, 
Well, you know, a lot of it's weather-related, and I, I certainly understand that. But here's the nice part. Once that is done, that whole straight tenants will be yeah. leveled out. Center view will be leveled out. There will be a, there'll be a, a red light there as well, so that's going to help uh, traffic flow as well. So we are hopefully within the next month or two, uh, fingers crossed, we'll have that, that opening um, yes. uh, I can all- to finish and I can only imagine an elderly couple uh, coming to town trying to find that place and <laughs> calling and going. And you, well, let me explain to you. First of all, you got to go to <laughs> got to go to shop. Yeah, so we've had we've actually given flyers out to some of the businesses on the corners because they'll they'll drive by or maybe they're on you know they're on MapQuest or some other app trying to get to our right. clinic, and and then they just keep driving. So yeah. we, we've actually handed flyers out how to get to us. But it will it will definitely be worth it in the end. And you know, and quite frankly, I could say the same thing about coronavirus. You know, all the social distancing, uh, all of the closures. Uh, it, it's safe. It's preventive. Uh, these are all good measures. I, I applaud the healthcare community in in Central Arkansas and really across the state. I mean, the governor's done a great job. I just heard uh, my friend French Hill on the, on the uh, line earlier. Um, you know, this is. I was up late last night trying to watch to see if the stimulus package was going to pass because there are specific regulations in it that are going to help workers, all of, especially healthcare workers. I mean, we've not laid off any employees, we've not furloughed anyone uh, because we know that when this coronavirus uh, subsides, when we flatten that curve out, we are going to be extremely busy and we're going to need all of our staff there. So. There are specific provisions in there that are going to help businesses, especially healthcare businesses, who have had to maintain the staff. We have probably 50 to 75 percent of our employees working from home, uh, still following up on patients and, and doing all the things that we need to do and, and taking care of the phone calls. So it, I, I would like to say business as usual. We are still here and taking care of our patients, uh, but in a very different way. And it, it's Again, as I said, we're living in an unprecedented times. I've, I've got three kids at home that are driving my wife crazy, and uh, we are we are being very creative. But we were using that time to to bond as a family and talk about uh, you know what this is all about and what this means to us as a, as a family and as a society. So we're we're doing that too. We're bonding as a show, Scott. Is what we're yeah, doing I, every day. I can only imagine with you guys how that would what that might look like. Yeah, well, we're only four. Hours. As a matter of fact, I probably spend more hours with these guys than I do in my life. About to say, <laughs> awake. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Well, I never I, thought uh, of that. That's true. <laughs> appreciate y'all letting me come on, and as always, enjoy enjoy talking to our to the listeners and talking to you guys. We really appreciate all the things that you do for the community and uh, give us an opportunity to share what's going on in our, our organization. And if you're uh, headed there today and uh, you're on Siri, you'll go, it'll say head west on Canis. And you'll keep Ooh. heading west on Canis. And this is what you'll hear Return to route. Return to <laughs> route. Return to route. Yeah. Just, just come up Executive Square. Yeah. Off of uh, Bowman. You'll find us eventually. But uh, everyone be safe. Wash your hands. Social distancing. Uh, we'll get through this, and I'm, I'm very proud of our community, our nation, as we address this really unprecedented issue. Well said, Scott. Thanks, Thanks a Scott. lot. All right, guys. Pat, Pat, y'all take care. Back in a moment. Pat Bradley up next.